0: Today we'll discuss Simon Holmstrom's NHL debut, plus how the Islanders defensemen are an important part of the offense, and we have a full preview of this weekend's games against Columbus and Philadelphia. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts hope everyone had a great thanksgiving that you're getting over your thanksgiving turkey coma uh, and that you all had a great time with friends and family we have got a lot to get to on this episode of the show but first if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, or maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on a future show, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter At Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so join me for instant insight and analysis, and of course, uh, always great to interact with Islander fans, game time or any time. Big story, or one of the big stories, and it got a little overshadowed. I think when push came to shove, because of the uh, superb performance by Ilya Sorokin and and the fact that the Islanders had you know gave up so many shots on goal and ended up with a shutout win, but the NHL debut of Simon Holmstrom I think was impressive, and you know what I liked about Holmstrom playing on a line with Barzell and Wallstrom. Out on the ice for 11 minutes, 11 seconds, had the shot block, was a plus one. But the thing is, you know, your NHL debut is a situation where you can be very nervous. Certainly being out there against an Edmonton Oilers team with your McDavid's and your Drysiddle's and your Ryan Nugent hopkinses and Zach Hyman's and all those talented players can be intimidating. Uh, And yet, Holmstrom seemed cool. He was smart with the puck, and he was almost never out of position. Made some really good plays. Here's what J.G. Pajot had to say about Holmstrom. He's a young guy that always wants to do his best. He had a good stick so many times on the ice, he made some really nice passes. He was in the right spot, and that's hard to do to keep your composure and all that. All the credit goes to him. He's a really good player. That's fun to be around, and I I think, you know, for himself, Holmstrom, you know, he said it was just a very big surprise, and I was just very happy and excited to get here and to play. Overall, Holmstrom just did a a solid job, and that's what you want to see. No, he didn't figure in the scoring, but that's not the important thing. And we all know, for young players on the Islanders, what you do away from the puck is almost, if not more important to the coaching staff than what you do when you have the puck, as far as earning playing time is concerned. Well, Simon Holmstrom was very good away from the puck, responsible defensively, had his stick in the right places, made smart plays, didn't make You know, many, if any, glaring errors, a very positive first NHL game for Simon Holmstrom. And Islander fans have to be very happy to see that. I think, you know, how long Kyle Palmieri is out, we now know it was an upper body injury, which is obviously as much as we're going to find out. That remains to be seen. But having Holmstrom uh, make that debut and play solid hockey, a very good sign for the Islanders. The other thing is this, uh, the Islanders got a goal against Edmonton from Sebastian Aho, his second of the year. The Islanders' defensive unit, now the seven defensemen who uh, have really played on this team this season, they now have 17 goals out of the team's 69 scores so far this year. And that is very, very encouraging because, you know, one of the things that we have seen all season, uh, you know, Lane Lambert has indicated he wanted the defense to be a little bit more aggressive than they were under the, the uh coaching staff of Barry Trotz. He wanted them to be a little bit more involved offensively, not to take unnecessary or bad chances, but to take more chances. Well, here we are, 21 games, roughly a quarter of the way into the season, and we're seeing these numbers on the upswing. And as a result, Islanders, you know, coming into Thursday, eighth in the league in goals scored. 17 goals from defensemen, a big reason for that. Obviously led by Noah Dobson with eight goals. Scott Mayfield already has four goals through 21 games. That puts him at a 16, 15-16 goal pace for the year, which is hard to believe. Adam Pellick, Sebastian Aho. Uh, Robin Sallow, who only played four games, they each have two two goals, and Ryan Pulak has one. Only Alexander Romanov right now has not scored among the Islander defensemen, but again, that's not his game, and he does have six helpers through 21 games as well. So, so far, through the first quarter of the season, I think we're seeing the defense core doing what the coaching staff wanted and it to me it's a worthwhile sacrifice. I don't mind this team being 8th in the league in goals against as opposed to 3rd or 2nd. But you know, if you're giving up a few extra goals over the course of the year going from, you know, 3rd to 8th, let's say in the league, but you go from 22nd in goal scored to eighth, that is a sacrifice that's worth it. And you keep in mind that if you need to, you could always go back and play that more conservative defensive style. But I think when the Islanders try to do that, it tends to hurt them more than help them. So I like this adjustment from from Lane Lambert. I think it's been good for the team. And... Again, just a positive development. It's a small tweak. It is not a situation where uh, things that are being done are drastically different from the way they were under Barry Trotz. And yet, it does seem to be having an impact. Because, look, out of the 12 forwards that more or less play nearly every game for the Islanders, there's nobody in this lineup that is significantly different than they were a year ago. It's it's the Nelsons, the Lees, the Palmares, the Peugeot's, Wallstrom, Parise, Bevilier. It, it, it's the same crew, really, as it was a year ago, almost to a man. I mean, what, what what's the difference that, uh, you know, you no longer have Kiefer Bellows being the, the 13th forward? On this team, you know, Nikita Sashnikov has played three games. Now he's back in the minors. Ross Johnston has played four. Other than that, the forward group is the same. So the fact that the goal scoring is so much improved, a lot of it has to do with where the defense is. We've got two games this weekend, tonight in Columbus, tomorrow at home against Philadelphia. We will preview both of those games uh, and a whole lot more still to come on this episode the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And look, the Islanders have these back-to-back games this weekend. If you're confident, maybe you want to check out the odds at betonline.net and see how much money you could make if the Islanders win their game. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. And we want to thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So, two games coming up this weekend against two teams that are struggling a bit. And, you know, from an Islanders perspective, that's not a bad thing. The Blue Jackets right now is who they face on uh, Friday night, tonight. And Columbus still in last place in the Metropolitan Division. They've only played 19 games. They're the only team in the division that hasn't played 20 yet. But 7-11-1, certainly a disappointing start for the Blue Jackets. They are coming off a 3-1 loss at home against the Canadiens in their last game, and that was played on Wednesday evening. Uh, and, and since then, before that game, they had won 3 out of 4, but now you know, they've lost 2 of their last 3. And, you know, this is a team that made a lot of changes during the offseason, bringing in Johnny Goudreau, as Islander fans are only too familiar with. And, uh, you know, the thing that's been troublesome more than anything for Columbus, they've been injured a lot. This team is better than its record, and they're starting to get a little bit healthier. But the goals against, they are 31st out of 32 teams in defense, in goals allowed and that is not a recipe for victory. Goals 4, they're only 23rd, so they're not doing that much better offensively in spite of the talent they have at the top of this lineup. And we'll talk about that. The power play has been bad. They're only uh, converting on 13.6% of their opportunities. That places them 30th in the NHL. The penalty kill 19th, a little below average at 778 percent success rate and you know that has been a big factor for this team but injuries more than anything if I go down this list of injuries uh on IR right now Adam Boakvist Justin Danforth Jakub Voracek Zach Wierenski Nick Blankenberg Patrick Lanay All of those players on IR, Elvis Merzlikens, their number one goalie, not in the lineup lately. Jake Bean, not in the lineup. That is a lot of missing players, and it really hurts this team when you get right down to it. Right now, Boone Jenner leads the team with eight goals. Johnny Goudreau leads the team with 18 points. He has seven goals, so he's very close behind Jenner. Uh, Sean Curley has six goals, and uh, Igor uh, Chinikov 10 points right now. But you look at the lineup, there are still some dangerous players. That top line, Boone Jenner, Johnny Goudreau, and right now Gustav Nyquist, that's a solid lineup. Cole Sillinger, obviously, um, uh, an up-and-coming player centering the second line right now with Liam Foudy and Emil Bemstrom flanking him. Jack Roslevich and is the center on the third line. Kent Johnson and Trey Fix Wolanski are his wingers. And then from left to right, the fourth line, Eric Robinson, Sean Curley, and Matthew uh, Olivier. The defensive pairings, Vladislav uh, Gavrikov and Marcus Bjork are the top pairing. Jake Christensen and Eric Gabranson are the second pairing. And Gavin uh, Beruther, and Andrew peak the third pairing. Right now, the goaltenders, Eunice Capasalo and Daniel Tarasov, they have been the duo. Now, if we look back to that loss to Montreal in that game, it was Corposalo, and he only gave up two goals. The last goal was an empty netter. We will see which goaltender gets the start. I believe. The Islanders will go with Semyon Varlamov in this game after having uh, played the last two with Ilya Sorokin, and after giving up a, you know, 49-50 shots in the shutout, maybe it's time to give a little break to Ilya Sorokin, even though he is running the hot hand. Now, Saturday, the Islanders come back to the UBS Arena, uh, a game that is going to be a 7-30 start, and... Yeah, the Islanders will be on a back-to-back, but so will the Philadelphia Flyers, their opponent. And uh, the Flyers will be facing their biggest rival, the Pittsburgh Penguins, in uh, on Friday at 5.30. Then they travel to UBS Arena to take on the Islanders. Flyers got off to a very fast start. Uh, John Tortorella, their coach, giving them more energy and, and having them playing some better hockey but they have been slumping as of late. They've lost each of their last five games and are now in sixth place in the Metropolitan Division, below 500 for the first time this year, 7, 8, and 5. They are tied with the Capitals with 19 points, but Washington has played one extra game. The big issue for the Flyers this year, an inability to consistently put the puck in the net. Right now, Travis Konecki leads the team with seven goals. Owen Tippett with six. Kevin Hayes with five. Hayes leads the team with 19 points tied with Konecki, but putting the puck in the net has been a problem. They're 30th in the league. Goals against middle of the pack, 17th. Carter Hart has been playing solid hockey in goal. Not quite as hot as he was early in the season, but still a 9 2 0 save percentage, a 268 goals against average. Special teams have hurt the Flyers all year long. The power play ranked 29th in the league, 14.9% success. The PK is 26th with a 74.2% success rate. That has hurt the Flyers and the Islanders, much as they did against Edmonton, hoping to take advantage of the special team situation for the uh, against the Flyers. And, you know, again, trying to figure out the goaltending situation uh, for Philadelphia. Felix Sandstrom played their last game against the Capitals, which means it'll probably be Carter Hart, against Pittsburgh on Friday. So we may see Felix Sandstrom, again, the backup goalie, for Philadelphia on Saturday. But again, that's speculation, and I assume the Islanders will go with uh, with Varlamov on Friday and back to Sorokin on Saturday. The line combinations for Philadelphia, the top line, Morgan Frost centering Joel Farabee and Owen Tippett. Noah Cates centers the second line, Kevin Hayes to his left. Zach McEwen to his right. The third line from left to right, Jackson Cates, Patrick Brown, and Tanner Lisinski. The fourth line center is Lucas Sedlak. His left wing is Nicholas Delorier. And Kiefer Bellows, a familiar face for Islander fans, has been the fourth line right winger. Uh, defensively, Ivan Provorov and Tony D'Angelo, the ex-Ranger are the top pairing, Travis Sanheim and Justin Braun, the second pair, Nick Sealer and Rasmus Ristelen in the third pair, and then the goaltenders, Felix Sandstrom and Carter Hart. Still a lot of injuries here in Philadelphia as well. Travis Konecki has been day-to-day, as has Scott Lawton, Cam Atkinson out of the lineup, and then on IR, James Van Riemsdyk, Wade Allison, Ryan Ellis, Sean Couturier, and Bobby Brink. So lots of injuries, also a reason or the slide of the Flyers after that very hot start to the season. And we'll see what kind of Flyers team the Islanders face on Saturday at UBS Arena. Two teams that are struggling toward the bottom of the standings in the division. Islanders should get at least three points out of this weekend. And if they do, I will rate this weekend as a success. And of course, we will be back Monday with our key takeaways from both games. We have got more to get to on today's show. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, a goaltender who turned the Islanders' fortunes around in the early 2000s, but was gone only too quickly. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got that and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, And Saturday will be the 50th birthday, the big 5-0 for former Islanders netminder Chris Osgood. The native of Peace River, Alberta, drafted by the Detroit Red Wings in the third round back in 1991. Made his NHL debut in 93-94 for Detroit and came to the Islanders in the 2001-2002 season. Spent only one and a half seasons on the island But what Osgood did, and he won a Stanley Cup in Detroit before coming to the Islanders, but he gave the Islanders instant legitimacy and was outstanding in goal in 2001-2002. A 2-5-0 goals against average, a 9-10 save percentage. But the the important thing that year was the one loss record. He was 32-25-6. And really gave the Islanders a chance to win nearly every night. Was traded to St. Louis at the trade deadline or near the trade deadline in 2002-2003. Went back to Detroit to close out his career and played through the 2010-2011 season. Osgood played in 744 NHL games. His career goals against average 2.49, and a 9.05 save percentage. And, you know, at 5'10", 175, Ozgood wasn't a big goalie, but he had good reflexes, played his angles well, and really changed the culture for the Islanders, made them into a playoff team, and in fact, we're going to look at one of his better games as an Islander, and it is a playoff game, and it was a key playoff game, April 23rd. 2002 Islanders and Maple Leafs game three of their opening round playoff series, and Toronto had taken the first two games of the series three to one and two to nothing in Toronto. This game back at the Nassau Coliseum, Toronto going with Curtis Joseph in goal, while obviously Chris Osgood the goalie for the Isles, and it was Toronto on the board first. Alexander Mogilny is first from Thomas Kaberle and Darcy Tucker at 7:32. And the Islanders trailed, and again, you fall behind 3-0 in a series. The odds of you coming back are not good. Islanders got a power play. Wade uh, Bellock off for holding and on sportsmanlike conduct. Mark Parrish puts in his first in the playoffs. Roman Hamrlik, Alexi Yashin with the assist at 14:34. Isles won. Maple Leafs one after one in the second. The Islanders power play strikes again, and this one with Rob Reichel, a future Islander, off for tripping. Brad Isbister, his first of the postseason. Adrian Acoyne and Marius Cherkovsky with the assist at 6:01. Then Michael Pekka makes it a three-to-one Islanders lead. His first from Jason Blake at 13:33. With Gary Valk of Toronto off for hooking, Mark Parrish gets his second of the game, second of the playoffs. Kenny Janssen and Adrian Acoin, the helpers, at 19-19. It is 4-1 Islanders after 40 minutes in the third. Sean Bates connects on a power play goal with Darcy Tucker off for closing his hand on the puck. Bates his first of the playoffs from Darren Van Imp and Alexi Yashin, and then Dave Scatchard closes out the scoring. A mere 14 seconds after the Bates goal, his first from Brad Isbister at 421. Islanders win a critical playoff game over the Maple Leafs, 6-1. 34 saves for Chris Osgood, the Wizard of Oz. Uh, Islanders out-shooting Toronto 44-35. And, you know, six shots on goal for Oleg Kavasha to lead the way. But for Osgood, he stood up. He was tough and really kept the Islanders in this game until they pulled away. The Islanders would force this series to go to seven games with the home team winning all seven. Unfortunately, game seven was in Toronto. This weekend, I'll I'll, I'll tell you. Well, first of all, uh, again, we want to wish a very happy 50th birthday to Chris Osgood. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. This weekend some important games. Because, you know, beating Toronto and beating Edmonton, two very high-powered offenses, two teams that are very talented, very good at what they do, that's important. But here we are heading into games against two division opponents and two teams that are far below the Islanders in the standings. And the thing about good hockey teams, and we're not sure how good this Islanders team actually is at this point. They're good, but you know they have to be consistently good. Good teams, really good teams, beat the teams they're supposed to beat. And like I said, I think this team needs three points out of four this weekend to keep things going. Four points would be better, the schedule never gets easier. And, you know, it'll be Columbus, two games against Philadelphia, and then Nashville and Chicago. You know, that, that as a five-game stretch is not the toughest schedule. So you got to take advantage of it and bank points against the teams below you in the standings. We'll see if Lane Lambert can properly motivate this team. The last two games, the starts have been better. That has to continue, and that is something to keep an eye on, as is the progress of Simon Holmstrom and how he does going forward if Kyle Palmieri does not return to the lineup. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving, and uh, you know we're looking forward to a great weekend of hockey. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I hope everyone enjoys the holiday weekend, Black Friday shopping, time with friends and family, and two games of Islanders hockey. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.